Star Trek, everything Star Trek, we're talking Star Trek on today's show, oh yeah, Star Trek, everything Star Trek, please end this song and start the show, hey everybody, welcome back to Enter the Nerd Zone. I am first science officer Jay, and I am. I don't even know what I am. <laughs> yeah, I caught you off guard. It did catch you off guard. I am uh, Lieutenant Uhura. Uh, no, this is Pete. Or <laughs> 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 well, I like I like Sulu. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! I think I think everybody knows what we're talking about today. Uh, I've been teasing it on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I've been teasing it on uh, Instagram for a while now, putting up polls, asking questions. Yes, finally, finally, we are talking Star Trek because uh, for people that listen to the show, um, I'm sure a lot of people know that I'm a big fan of Star Wars. But Pete, however, is a huge Star Trek fan. Isn't that right? I do love Star Trek. Yes, you do. So let me ask you. I yeah. mean, there's there's so much, you know, with the original show all the way up into the stuff that they have on CBS All Access now. How did all this start for you? You know, where where where, where did your Star Trek adventure begin? Oh, it's okay. So it's actually pretty funny. Um, I hate I hated Star Wars, <laughs> Star Trek, Star Trek. I hate I didn't hate Star Wars. I, I like Star Wars. I hated Star Trek. Okay. Um. But my my friend uh, Scott, who does some of the traveling with the uh, fat guys, he you know when he was we were in high school mm-hmm. and into college, we you know he want you know we'd go out, you know we'd go out and you know go out and whatever hang out after at nighttime, and uh, he couldn't leave his house until he watched the episode of Star Trek: Next Generation. So I ended up getting stuck watching each of these episodes before he left. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I got, uh, like, involved in it. Okay, so I, you so you started with Next Generation then? Real, I, yeah, I did. And I went back and watched uh, the other, you know, the original at that point mm-hmm. in time. And then, uh, obviously, it went from there. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, I wasn't, like, the, the traditional Trekkie who, like, you know, is... Like in love with that. I, believe it or not, that's like one of the first, you know, the original series. I think I like I liked it more because it was kind of in that same vein of uh, bat. Of, I know I probably answered this question too early, but uh, the same vein as um, Adam West Batman and the monkeys, all that sixty <clears throat> stuff. It was all kind of on the same, the same way. You know, maybe they're a little yeah. bit scientificy, but. Uh, at, at, so I, after I watched Next Generation, you know, I went back and obviously I started watching the other, the the original series because at this point in time the other ones weren't there yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, my dad would watch the reruns and he would just, you know, he would he would just boast about this show because you know that was when he was growing up uh, and you know he said like oh it was so revolutionary. And, uh, you know, he, he was always like a really big science fiction fan. So to, to get a show like that on TV 
you know, he, it was, he loved it. And I would watch it with him and just kind of be like, eh, it's okay. You know, <laughs> this is, this is no star Wars. Like there's no lasers and there's no, you know, it's, it's okay. I think what got me hooked was when they made, uh, the first movie, you know, Star Trek, the movie. And, uh, I hope it wasn't that one. <laughs> Which the the uh, the original, the first movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, we went to the theater. You know, we went to the theater by our house and saw it. And I mean, obviously, it was a huge step up from uh, the TV show, the original TV show. Um, but even like with that one, I was kind of like, okay, like this this isn't bad. I think like what really did it for me was seeing um, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. And then I got hooked, and then around that time, Next Generation came out, and I was like, "All right, let me give this a try." And uh, yeah, from there, you know, I I just got into it. I really, really got into it. It was it was it was great. Um, I, I did, mean, I, I did I did see the movie like that movie. I didn't see the first one in the theater. I did see the the second two in the theater before I started watching this, but I was much younger obviously and I you know it was friends birthday party so I'm like okay we're going wherever we go but I really right, right. I was really in, heavily into it at that point in time sorry no I mean I mean I think that's what it was I mean I think I think early on I compared it to Star Wars and you know watching that TV show I was like well, this looks real cheesy you know and you know like yeah it's space and it's sci-fi but I don't know they're doing a lot Walking. There's not a lot of action going on here, um, and like even even the first movie. I mean, the first movie. I think they really went out of their way to be like, okay, this is not the cheesy special effects anymore. Like we could do special effects now. Uh, like I said, it was really Rathacon, which had a great story, had great action. I think that's the one that really hooked me in, and you know, kind of looking over all the movies, you know, from the original and the next generation and the reboots and everything. I still think to this day, like Rathacon is is probably my favorite Star Trek film. It's probably the most. Uh... Iconic, I guess. That's where people go to when they, uh, yeah, when they make comments about, um, you know, Star Trek or someone's like trying to quote it, like Back to the Future or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's the first one, you know, what's the first thing people say? Con, you know, uh, especially, especially when you hear like Comic Con, they go, Con. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, sorry, I'm laying my dog out for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My, no problem. My dog Jack is appearing on the show today. It's um, <laughs> a trekkie. It's a trekkie. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was it's it was a great movie. It was a great movie, and I appreciate it more now than I did when I first saw it. I mean, I think when I, when I first saw Wrath of Khan, I mean, I loved it, and. After watching The Next Generation, uh, watching some Deep Space Nine, watching Voyager, then going back and looking at the original series, I think I appreciate the original series more now. Um, because, yeah, like you said, it really had that, 60, that 60s feel to it, that 60s-like aesthetic. And like my dad said, 
you know, I mean, he would sit there and, and tell me, like, like this was groundbreaking. It was revolutionary. And I would watch it going, I don't know, it's just a TV show. But when you when you look at the time that it came out, the fact that you had, you know, a black woman, like, featured on a show, an, an Asian man featured on the show, uh, one of the characters was, was Russian, and everybody's getting along. And... You know, it was sort of, it really kind of was revolutionary. Yeah, you know, it was. You, you didn't really have an ensemble cast like that. And the fact that they're, you know, that the Federation is saying, like, you know, look, like we have this very diverse mix of people. Like, gee, we even have a Vulcan, we have an alien. Like, everybody is getting along. Isn't this great? You know, back in the 60s, it was like, you know, people weren't putting that stuff on TV. Like, you didn't, like, people didn't want to see that. Like, you know, wait a minute, people of, different races and genders can all get along. Oh, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. So, I, I mean, I, I think I appreciate it now uh, more than I did back then as a kid. But, I, I mean, I think still, if I were to kind of look over all the series and everything, I would still say, like, Next Generation, because that was the one I probably watched the most. And, you know, I, I just thought it was really well done. The Next Generation was really, that first two seasons were... So like after they were a little rough. Yeah, after, they were. After I watched yeah. it with Scott and everything else, and we, uh, you know, blah, 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 I didn't really appreciate it then, so I rewatched a lot of it. And like the last three or four seasons, I actually watched the the live version of it, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. But I went back and I watched everything else, and it was very hard to get through those those first two seasons where they have, you know, it's. The the acting is well like they were trying too hard to be the original, I think. Yeah, and yeah, then, you're then right. They, then they finally got their niche, probably the third season, um, when when Doctor um, when Wesley's mom came back to the show after the second season where she was gone. Um, right, Kate McFadden. That's it. And, um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So Doctor Crusher. That's it. So you know. Um, yeah, those first two seasons were were rough to watch, but after that, it really did get better. Um, like I said, the, the original series, you know, it the, all three seasons are pretty much you know sixty made. But going back to what you're saying about the um, the Roddenberry, uh, the, yeah, Roddenberry, mm-hmm. he was a big you know, a big a big activist for this type of thing. A, like your dad said, a ground. He's making these revolutionary things and ground, groundbreaking uh, things. A movie, TV show that you know is probably more made for today than it was then. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it was. Is I, is I think you know he was really trying to show, like, look, we could all get along. You know, if if. In the, yeah, like he's basically saying, look, in the future, this is what it's going to be like. Like, it's not going to be because, you know, for people that really aren't fans of Star Trek or, or really deep fans of Star Trek, uh, sort of like in that universe, um, you know, you have the Federation. Uh, Earth is a planet. There's really no more countries anymore. Um, everything is just united. Like, everybody is united and it's sort of like a common goal of, of, of peace and exploration. And, you know, he's promoting that at a time when there's a lot of civil unrest and a very unpopular wars going on. And, and a lot of, 
you know, mistrust between the younger generation, the older generation. And I, and I think that it probably struck a chord with younger viewers and older viewers were probably like, you know, what is this garbage? Yeah. And, and I think that's why it didn't last very long, but it, it did very well in reruns. And, you know, they, they made the movies and then they decided, hey, let's give it another go with Next Generation. And, I mean, I think you're right. The first two seasons, they were trying to copy the original. And then they were like, third season, they were like, you know what? Let's let's just do it our way. And, and the show definitely picked up from there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, yeah, I think the la- I actually like the see I like the last two seasons. So one thing I didn't like about Star Trek, mm-hmm. and they started doing it in Deep Space Nine, which is okay. like, which you know we'll go to later on. Is yeah, the storylines were never cons- like every it was like every other show in regards to like um, you know whatever happened on the last episode kind of like doesn't come out right. You know, it's not, mm, it's not yeah continuous. yeah I know what you're saying. So I think that's why I didn't like it as much, but I mean beforehand. But now, you know, again, I guess most TV shows are kind of like that, right? I mean, it depends. I mean, you know, you look at, um, let's see, you know, uh, my wife and I, a while back, we binge watched The Americans. And each season, I mean, there was a common thread. There was a common storyline, you know, The Americans, of course, was, was a show about you know, a Russian couple that were posing as Americans. They were basically spies. And it was sort of like each season, it was almost sort of like what big kind of spy mission were they going to do? Where, yeah, you know, with Star Trek, it was, um, I mean, there were some common things that would go through it, like when Wesley went to the Academy. Sure, they'll talk about that. But something could happen on one episode. And then the next episode, they don't even reference it again. Or... In the case of like Data and Data having his uh, a brother and and the doctor that created him, like that would kind of pop up every once in a while, and it was sort of oh hey remember two seasons ago when you know this happened and it's like yeah it was they were really mostly standalone episodes and uh, I oh, yeah 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 no go ahead go ahead no I was just <laughs> saying I don't I I remember watching the ta- uh, the Tasha oh spoiler alert. Um, Tasha Yar <laughs> dying episode, like she gets oh, by the blob. Uh, that was season two, right? I believe. I think that was season two. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember after that. Her, like, I mean, they mentioned her, but I don't remember. Like, see, like something like that. You would think there'd be like a two-parter or something like that, trying to like the crew trying to get over the fact that she's gone, type of thing. Maybe there was. I don't remember if there was or not, though. Not really. I mean, there there really wasn't. There were very few references to it. Um, I remember, and I don't, you know, it was like a season or two later, there was kind of like a, a throwaway scene where I think Data was in his cabin and he was like, like reflecting on something and he had a little, um, it was almost like a little hologram of Tasha. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I you know, and, and then, uh, you know, she she did have a child. Um, you know, we, they found out later that she, that she did have a child. And, the you know, the child, started, you know, she started making appearances. I think her name was uh, Selena. But, yeah, other than that, it was like you would think, you know, she's supposed to be like uh, one of the core members. You know, you see her on the bridge a lot. And it, it's like it's like gone and forgotten. And, in fact, it's like I'll, I'll talk about the polls that I did you know towards the end but 
one of the questions I did ask is I actually put up her picture and I said, who is this? Um, you know, nobody, only one person answered correctly. Uh, and that was you. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, I mean, I don't know if, if people just didn't know who she was or I was going to uh, put Denise Crosby, uh, Bing Crosby's granddaughter, but uh, okay, there you go. <laughs> you know, I saw her actually. She's, um, when, uh, fat guys again, uh, traveled to steel city con. She's, she was there. And um, so it was, there's a whole, obviously there, there was a bunch of Star Trek people that were there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the nicest was uh, LeVar Burton, who, who was giving us high fives one of the first times we met him um, all the time. Uh, but <laughs> she, she was there and she was really nice. And she talked about uh, the show and, and leaving. And she was like, you know, I, I don't remember if she said it was her decision to leave or that, you mm-hmm. know, they want to kill her, but she was like, I. One of the things that she enjoyed was that they brought her back. She's like, I really. She's like, at that point in time, you know, it's just the right time to go, I think, or something like that. But then, okay. but then, you know, she's like, I, you know, in retrospect, I should have, I should have stayed. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been because I mean, she was a she was a character I really really liked on that show. And- you know, her death and, and leaving the show was really, really sudden. And I think even at the time, I was kind of wondering, like, did something happen behind the scenes? Because like you said, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. And then, like, they just never really referenced it again or talk about it again afterwards. Um, so I was sort of like, wow, I wonder, like, you know, what she did behind the scenes to, like, piss somebody off that death. This is what they did to her. <laughs> she was a bad girl. Uh, <laughs> I do like that, you know, when she did leave, that Worf really took over for her. Because that's like my... Worf is my favorite character on that series. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do like Data, too, but Worf is always, like, the badass. You know, that... So, I was... <laughs> when, she, when she died, horrible. When she died, Worf took over. I'm like, alright, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, I mean, honestly... You know, they were both kind of like they were both supposed to kind of be like security. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's you know, once she did leave the show, I mean, Warp really did begin to shine, and they gave him a lot more to do. And yeah, he really stepped up. And I think you know, with with him kind of taking a bigger role, one of the things I loved was like the love triangle between him, Riker, and and Deanna Troy. Like that was like something that kind of played out all throughout. And uh yeah, that was pretty neat. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess the last episode she actually in war for like, you know, dating and stuff. Spoiler alert. Um but it, Riker wins in the end. <laughs> He always does. He, he always, always does. That's why he was kind of my favorite. I mean, I know some people didn't like Riker. I liked Riker because he was, he was like, um, you know, I mean, because Picard was definitely not Kirk. I mean, I think they really went out of their way to say, like, okay, the original, you had Captain Kirk. You know, Captain Picard is, is going to almost kind of be the opposite of him. But Riker was sort of like that Captain Kirk role where he was like, second in command a, a very very good leader but you know he was smarmy and a ladies man and you, you know it's just uh i don't know i really i really really liked him uh, of course once he grew the beard uh, those first couple of seasons i was like who is this dope <laughs> but once he grew that riker beard i was like oh yeah <laughs> i like the beard thing i have to be honest. Well, i'm a beard guy so that's a whole different story but 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I, always, I always found out that he, you know, I always felt the way he walked, the way he talked, he's kind of like douchey. <laughs> I mean, I think they needed that though, because I think like I, I think I think Next Generation, especially after like those first two seasons, we're sort of like we're going to do our own thing here. We're not going to be the original series. But at the same time, I don't think they wanted to be too, too serious and too kind of like starchy and stodgy. And I think that's why you need like a Riker. Like he's he's kind of like that loose cannon and, and uh, you know, you know, he's the you know, he's, he's kind of the jerk. And, and you need that, you know, to kind of a little bit of levity and, and something a little different. Otherwise, it's a bunch of like boring guys on a ship, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're just hanging around in space. I always felt like they were just always just going in circles up there. You know, I'm like, were they really investigating? Or, uh, you know, it's just like, okay. Because that's why I said, like, every episode's, like, different. It's like, are they, did they back to this place again? You know, it's like, what's going on here? If The one episode where they find the, um, where they go on vacation with that island, with that, where everybody, like, all the women and men love the, the people that come, I can't remember the name. Riza, is it Riza? Oh, it's like when they go there, it's like every every new visitor, like they just, they, they fall in love with them. And Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like staying there. I'm like, all right, <laughs> Captain, I'm good. We, I found what I needed to, uh, you know, explore for the next five years. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm going to skip the Borg and stick here, if that's all right with you. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of the Borg, I mean, I think when they introduced the Borg, those were some of the scariest uh, villains I had ever seen because t- to me, like, they were they were unstoppable. Like, when they really when they really introduced that and the way they did it was really unique with Q kind of being the uh, the, the motivating factor behind that. I I was really like how are they going to beat these guys? Like, I, I think those were some of the best yeah. villains, like, throughout any of these series. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, they came... They're in every series except the original one, right? Um, yeah. They're the one the one series that... I mean, the one villain, well, one of the villains, like, the Klingons, you know, they changed over and over again. And obviously, through all these series... They make them look different, obviously because of uh, special effects or whatever else. But mm-hmm. the Borg was always the same, you know. And they were kind of like my favorite bad guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you're right. They made some, you know. And then in the movies, they, I mean, they really they made it difficult, and that's what you kind of like wanted. They made it this crew have to like battle. So that's why I kind of like it. And the the first episode, they actually Q introduced them. To the Borg, right? But the Borg doesn't. Yeah. Really, but they don't really get involved. Is that right? Well, I mean, that's what it was. Is he he came? You know, Q came on board and kind of challenged them about the whole Prime Directive thing. You know that you, you observe, you report, but you know if they're, you know, you're really not supposed to interfere. And kind of challenged Picard on that and you know, said like, you know, even if, even if you were faced with some kind of a threat or something like you're, you're not just going to attack it or destroy it. And he's like, yes, of course, obviously. So he, he uses his powers and brings them. Um, I think it was like out to the Delta quadrant, which, you know, at that time, nobody had even explored yet. And the Borg were there. And basically since 
he since he brought them there and 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 the enterprise interacted with them the borg kind of became aware of the federation and the alpha quadrant and that kind of brought them into like deep space nine and and voyager and into the movies and things like that yeah it was it, it was intense because it was it was it was there was no way to beat them and especially when they captured picard and made picard a borg the we cutest of borg that's right locutus <laughs> i am locutus of the borg oh my god and that was and and that if you ever watched the first episode of deep space nine when um Cisco is is taking over. Uh, it was a space station, that orbiting space station, Deep Space Nine. Uh, Picard is actually there to kind of like wish him well and everything. And uh, Picard is kind of like um, like, oh, have we ever met before? And Cisco is sort of like says, you know, we did, and and basically references a giant battle that the Federation had with the Borg when he was Locutus. You know, he kind of references the battle, and Picard's sort of like, "Oh, oh, yeah, that." Uh, yeah, he kills his uh, wife. <laughs> his wife dies in that one. His wife died there. Yeah, exactly. And it was sort of like, "Oh, okay, here's a nice little transition," because that was after Next Generation. Deep Space Nine was kind of like the next spinoff. So you're thinking, "Oh, here's a nice little," you know, Picard will kind of help kick him off. And it's like, "Yeah, you killed my wife," and it's like, "Oh, okay, so this show's going to be a lot darker now." <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was. Before we get into the other ones, let me ask you this: Which mm-hmm. crew was better, the original or the or the next generation? Oh, that is really, really tough. I mean, because there's on both sides, there's characters that I like on both sides. But I, I mean, I think I, I just I think the original cast was a lot more fun loving. Um, it was more diverse too. I think it was more diverse. They seem to be. I mean, both crews definitely seem like like a family. But I just I just felt like the originals were more of like a, a family, fun-loving gang, and I, I think I think like overall I would take the originals over uh, Next Generation. How about you? Um, yeah, I'm kind of twisted between the two, um, but yeah, I think overall I think the characters are the original, and then you know they were probably better. I mean, I love George Takei, so I, I'm a little biased with George Takei, but. Uh, um, yeah, I think I think they're probably it's more diverse. I think not that it wasn't really undiverse in the next generation, but um, I yeah I, I thought the characters if we go from season one the season, if we look at as a whole the first three seasons of the original and the first three seasons of next generation I think they were well written the they're better written original. And then as they moved on in the next generation, they started to rebuild. I think I like Picard better than I like Kirk, though. Okay. Okay. And, I mean, I think that's always, like, like the age-old debate is, you know, who's better, uh, Picard or Kirk? Um, but they're not my favorite captain, I can tell you that. Interesting. Yeah. All righty. We'll get, we'll get to that in a minute because I, <laughs> I, I think I might know who, it'd be, who, who it would be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I always – chose Picard over Kirk just because I just felt Picard was a captain like Kirk was a maverick you know and you know I get it on the original show look it was the 60s it wasn't I I don't think when he wrote it it was like uh, he was kind of like 
really defining what the Federation was, what a captain was. It was sort of like, yeah, he's like a, you know, he's a swashbuckling guy out there in space. Um, to me, Picard is a captain, you know, like that's what a Starfleet captain is. And, uh, you know, nothing against, nothing against Shatner or anything, but, uh, yeah, I always like Picard. Yeah, uh, Picard is, again, I think the character, I mean, listen, they did really, if anything, in the next generation, they they really just kind of focused on Kirk and Spock and maybe Bones, where in the next generation, they really kind of built up all of their characters. So yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think they really did try to do that. I mean, you had your core sort of, you know, Picard, Riker, Data, um, but like everybody else, you know, Warp would do a lot, LaForge would do a lot, um, you know, they really, uh, they really tried to get these guys, and they story built better. I mean, they built, and that's, you know, that's one. Next generation was great because <clears throat> they did focus on those, those, like those three guys. But the story building for every character is definitely more in the next generation. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, plus too, they had a lot more seasons. They had yeah. a lot more seasons to do it. They probably had more shows per season to do these things, and. I think again, you know, it's like when you when you look at Star Trek fan, like really hardcore Trek fans that quote regulations and things like that. Like when Roddenberry wrote this stuff up back in the '60s, he wasn't thinking about all that. All no, that stuff, yeah, all that stuff spawned later on. So I think kind of adding in that structure of the, of the Federation and and uh, the Academy and, and all that, it really helped these later series because. I mean, we've pretty much been talking original and next generation. Um, Jack disagrees with you. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Um, but I mean, you know, I also watched Deep Space Nine and Voyager, and I like them both. I think I like Voyager more, but uh, I mean, they were they were pretty good. I thought. Oh uh, well, okay. So spoiler alert: uh, okay. no, Voyager is my favorite series. <laughs> okay. That, okay. That one I actually I watched from beginning to end when it first started. Um, again, uh, Janeway is my favorite captain. I had a feeling, yeah. Uh, not because she's a a girl. Uh, I do like <laughs> girls, um, but because you know I I thought that that was so well written. Um, mm -hmm. I like the story, the concept of the story. Uh, you know, obviously, I think it's a little. I don't know. All these are so far fetched at times, so but um, I just like the cast that they had. I, I don't know. It just for some reason it just that series really. That was the one that you know. Every, that's the one that got me hooked. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, I can understand it because it was actually it was a really really good series. And if people aren't familiar with it, it starts off in the timeline of the next generation timeline and captain janeway is testing out the voyager which is like a, a newer starship and there's uh you know separatists kind of come on board and there's uh there's an issue with the warp drive and they actually get flung to the furthest reaches of of the universe and uh i remember like i think it was in that opening show where they basically calculated if they traveled at max warp like back towards the Alpha Quadrant. It was going to take them almost 100 years to get home. Um, and, yeah, the fact that she had to be a captain, really with no Federation around, no one to help her out, and Q 
keep everybody alive. Uh, yeah, it was. Re- I think it really was well written. I yeah. think. I think the, the 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 good thing about that that show was it really in, it embraced the other two, a little bit of the original, but not much. But there was a lot of reference in regards to obviously the marquee was on Deep Space Nine. And that whole war that towards the end—that's where Deep Space Nine was really great. Those last two seasons, because mm-hmm. every episode was linked to each other, and you know Voyager kind of like went back to the old, old way of doing things, but, but different. If that makes sense, and yeah, yeah, you know, and it and it and it, it linked the Next Generation. It linked Deep Space Nine. It it and then at the time it also linked the movie, the one movie. Um, generations, so mm-hmm. you know those things were referenced there. And I obviously, you know, the next generation. Well, they could probably link the original, but I just thought that that was like cool. Does that make sense? It, it was because yeah, I mean, they did go back to that original formula where each week it was like they're encountering somebody different. But you know, where with the original series and next generation, you're sort of like, okay, do they just fly? haphazardly through the galaxy and just you know starfleet's like oh hey go check out this planet for us like they're trying to get home right they're yep. trying to get back so it's like they have to encounter these these planets and beings and they eventually also encounter the borg and the borg really factored in towards the end of that that show okay. like uh big time spoiler alert that's how they got back home uh using the board's uh transport system basically <laughs> exactly you know and i think that's i don't the next generation um it ended like this the last episode was good all good things was good you know but it didn't like finalize <sighs> the show where i, I yeah yeah i'm sorry yeah, no, I was going to say, I felt, I felt the same way. I thought it was a really good show, but at the end, I sort of felt like, I felt like, I, I was watching it with a group of friends when it came out, and I said, I felt like the show said goodbye to us. Like, we're going to continue having our adventures, but we don't want you guys watching anymore. Like, we're bored of you people, so here's a really good story, and now go away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought they, like, you know, they gave... And all these, all these, it's, you know, they gave away the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I guess, you know, if you think about it, the movie started coming out. So I guess they figured, like, that's kind of our future is we'll continue to tell you stories, but you're going to have to buy a movie ticket now. (laughs) Yeah, which, quite honestly, the first first two are fantastic, the, the Next Generation movies. Oh yeah, uh, generations and first contact were were absolutely amazing. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think for my favorite is first contact. You know, there's a. Oh, <laughs> I just thought you know it seems like number two in this series is always the best one. <laughs> I, and, and I noticed that like with the original the original series, it was like the even number films two, four, and six were the better films than yeah yeah. So it's like number two, except. Number two is always the better. <laughs> Except for the reboots. Except for the reboots. Because in the reboot, the Into the Darkness one, which was their Rathacon ripoff, was was not good at all. Like I did not like that one at all. Uh, see, I liked them all. I mean, I liked the movie. I, again, I, I like the new stuff, but uh, yeah. So, yeah, I get it. I understand it. The first one was the best one out of there. Out of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, it's, you know, it's that running theme. Like, the, the even numbers are better. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Because the, I, I, the Nemesis was good. I mean, I think the Generation movies, if you put them as a whole, they're better than all the other groups of movies combined. Like, 
quality-wise. Does that make sense? At least I think so. I would think so. I mean, you know, when you look at the originals, I mean, Rathacon, I think, still is probably one of the better Star Trek films ever. And That's Voyage probably Home. one. That's probably one. Yeah. And, and, and Voyage Home, I really loved it with them traveling to our time and all the interactions. Yes, like, I like that one. That was. It was just because they really – you're a double dumbass. They, they could have been. They, they really could have just been goofy and and whatnot. But it was they were they were funny at the right times. Uh, like in, in that in that um, voyage home, one of my favorite scenes is when um, Bones and Mister Scott are trying to get uh, I think it's like plexiglass to build the tank to store the whales in, right. and uh, Mister Scott is like, um, you know, I need this much. <laughs> you know, plexiglass and, you know, he's like, I'll tell you what, he's like, what if I gave you the formula to, to make that much plexiglass, but it's, it's half the thickness of it. And, um, you know, the guy's like, that's impossible. And he's like, no, no, I'll show you. And he goes to the computer and he sits down and he goes, computer <laughs> and nothing. And he's like, computer and bones. Hand, he's like, here, use this. And he hands him the mouse and he talks into it like a microphone. Hello, computer. <laughs> Hello, computer. And then he's like, bones is like, I think he needs, He's like, you got to use the keyboard. And he's like, oh, how quaint. And he just starts <laughs> typing like a million words a minute. Like, I, I just, I love that scene. That was, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, that, that, you know, that's where they kind of, like, you know, the first one was horrendous. Uh, was the second bad. one was like action packed. The third yes. one was okay. Um, but the fourth one got funny. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think that's like, they should have stopped there at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then the, the, the fifth and sixth were, uh, you know, the fifth with looking for God and then the sixth with, I mean, the sixth, the premise was pretty good with yeah. the Klingons putting Kirk on trial. But I thought at that point, I'm like, man, these guys are so old already. Like, if they had done this earlier on, yeah, okay. But at this point, it was like, oh, my God, they were just, yeah, they really should have stopped at four. Like, that was kind of like their high point and uh yeah, you know, and then the, the Shatner being in the first Next Generation movie, which I thought was really well written, uh, well done. Um, at that point in time, I, that was when I was kind of still trying to get my way learning uh, Star Trek, you know, again. is around the mm-hmm. same time where I'm watching Next Generation episodes. So I was a little clueless, and then I went back and watched it, and I was like, all right, that all this stuff makes sense now. Um, but the second one, again, is the best with... First contact again, the Borg, and then we yeah. get we get a history lesson about you know original series. They talk. I guess there's a couple episodes with Zephyr and Cochran. Um, and yes, then, and now we see the the newer version of Seth and Cochran, which is funny as heck. Um, so I you know I really liked th- that movie. Really kind of like said made me say okay, let me start watching this a little bit further. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's a th- and that's the thing is you know with that one, uh, the next generation crew does a little time traveling and they meet Zephyr and Cochran who, you know they're they're revering this guy. This guy built a warp engine and um, I think at one point LaForge says to him like um, like when I used to study at the academy I, I would always like study underneath like the statue to you. And at one point, he's like, I'm sick and tired of hearing this. He's like, I'm doing this to make money. He's like, I don't care about exploration. I don't care about this. He's like, I want to get paid. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yeah, that 
the whole again like the with the 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 con and the cur and the second one i just really well made and written movies and i they had their you know I, they both had their probably the two biggest uh would you say like con and the borg are probably the two and biggest enemies of the federation or you, you want to go klingons too I mean, I thought about that, and, and when I did the poll, I actually did Khan versus Q. Um, but, I mean, I think the Borg were probably the biggest overall enemy in the next generation phase. And, I mean, in the in the originals, you know, Khan was definitely, I mean, he was Kirk's nemesis. and uh, He was in think, the movie. T- I mean, he was in the TV show, too, right? There was a couple episodes with him. Yeah, yeah, and Ricardo Montalban, you know, played him, and um, that's actually a very, very good episode. Uh, but I would say, like, as a threat to the Federation, I guess in the originals, it, it would be the Klingons, and it would be the Borg in, in Next Generation. Yeah, yeah, the Klingons—they changed a million times too. Have it? <laughs> they have, and the ones, and and it's weird—the ones that never really changed and never got talked about a lot were the Romulans, because you know they—the Romulans didn't really like anybody. They didn't like the Klingons. They didn't like the Federation. They just did their own thing, and they were almost as deadly as the Klingons. I, I always kind of wondered, like, why they never use them more it was like they were a pretty good enemy to have around but really until they did that reboot they they really didn't do anything with the romulans and even even with that with with the that first reboot movie it wasn't that much yeah well you know they um they were like you know when you watched uh i hate to go back to it bat you know mm-hmm. batman you know mm-hmm. the batman series the romulans were that great team up team up bad guy <laughs> they, okay they team okay. up with somebody you know most of the time you know you watch <laughs> they were the great egghead or something like that because every once in a while they would uh you know they they on their own they're really good they had a few great episodes you know especially when it was tasha's daughter because she was yes mm-hmm. she had then, mm-hmm. then the other ones like they would be teaming up with like the klingons or some other uh group and uh you know that that's where they were like the best i guess yeah, I just I, I I often wonder like why they never uh, they never never did that. Did you have um, like who 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 were some characters that you absolutely just did not like at all? Oh gosh, there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, that I didn't like at all. It's wow, that's that's actually interesting. There, there's probably I, I will say that you know at one point in time during Voyager. I was tired of Harry Kim. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Um, Next Generation wise, I thought they were all. You, you see, the Next Generation, they didn't really. You know, they really didn't uh, build up like the the only the the four main ones they really focused on. Now maybe I'm missing something in the in the episodes, but like, you know, Bones and Scotty and and. Uh, Kirk and Spock were like the big, the big ones. So you really didn't get to meet. You they were there, but they weren't. You know, right. They had little episodes, and they're wearing red shirts. So I'm like, oh, they're going to be dead soon. Uh, <laughs> so they really got. They never really like until the movies. They really started building them up, you know. And I think that was a 
why these people don't like Shatner so much because Kirk was the one that they built up the most and mm -hmm. I think that was kind of like that's what they wanted that's what he wanted he wanted to be the mainstay sure. um, you know the next generation you got a really good mix of everything I you know I was never a big fan of Tasha Yar I'll, I'll be honest um, okay. and I do like Wesley Crusher because he signed an autograph for me um, <laughs> but he did show up when I you know, even though he's, you know, the excuse from Big Bang Theory. Um, right. I, love I don't that. know. What about you? What about, is there anyone that you're not big fan I mean, of? I mean, I was never, I hate to say, I was never a fan of Wesley Crusher. Um, <laughs> I, I thought he was a punk kid. I didn't like the fact that they kept, you know, putting him on, like, you know, he's, he's the doctor's son. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like. Next thing you know, it's like he's not even in Starfleet or anything, and he's on the bridge, and he's, you know, piloting, and they gave him that rainbow uniform, like the, I, I don't know what that was supposed to be, like he's a volunteer or a trainee or something. Yeah. Um, when he did eventually go to the, to the academy and everything, I, I appreciated it better, but I will say... Uh, I do like Will Wheaton a lot. I loved him on Big Bang Theory, and I love, like, I follow him on Instagram. He's very, very funny. And, you know, I mean, I think he, he kind of knows that, like, yeah, you know, early on, yeah, Wesley Crusher really was a jerk. Um, you, you know, so it's like, I wasn't a fan of the character, but uh, I, I like Will Wheaton a lot. I think he's a good actor, and he's just, he's just a funny funny guy he is a very funny guy uh and then he's got the train thing that he does on uh ticket the ticket to ride he does a whole bunch of stuff on youtube and mm -hmm. so yeah he's he's a good guy <laughs> you know i i again you know who i didn't like i'll tell you honestly right i was not a Riker fan you know and I, and I can get that because he had the type of personality that you're gonna like him or you're not gonna like and like i said i liked him because i felt you know, you had Picard who's so serious and Data's an android and LaForge is kind of, like, everybody's kind of serious and it's like, he's the levity and he's sort of like that. He's sort of like the Kirk there. Um, and I did like the fact that you really did see that he was somebody who could go on to become, he could become a captain, he'd become an admiral. Like, he was a very, very good leader. Uh, I, I just, I liked it. I mean, yeah, he was the jerk, but... You know, sometimes you like the jerk. <laughs> All right, so we did a lot about the original. We did a lot about Next Generation. We started working on Voyager. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so you look at the next three series that they made, which was uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and then Enterprise. Um, which one, if you had to pick one, which one's kind of your favorite one out of those three? I mean, it's. T I mean, I'm going to say right off the bat, I did not watch Enterprise that much because okay. I think at that time I was kind of a little burnt out on Star Trek, and you were you an know, adult. <laughs> I, I mean, not just that. I mean, and then they were like, "Well, we're going to go back to even before the originals," and I was kind of like, ah, "I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that." So I, I didn't watch much of that. But between the other two, it was kind of tough because I felt. In the beginning of Deep Space Nine, I found it really hard to watch. But once, you know, the big war happens the last two seasons, and, and like you said, that's when you kind of got to continue a storyline throughout it. It really got interesting. But I would say overall I liked Voyager because I liked that they're out there on their own trying to get back home. And especially when the board came into play, uh, I just thought it was it was really, it was really, really exciting. And... 
Yeah, I mean, Janeway is, you know, Picard is my favorite captain, but I would probably say Janeway might be my second favorite because she was, she kept it all together, you know, like, like everybody could have revolted on that ship and, and whatever, like she really kept it together and, uh, you know, and Kate Mulgrew, you know, great actress, love her. And she was on Orange is the, Orange is the New Black or whatever it's called too. Yes, she was. Yeah. And when I, when I saw, when I saw her, you know, my wife and I watched that show, you know, she plays Red, who's like this, like, Russian mafia, mafioso type, and I was like, she looks really, really familiar, and when I saw the credits, I was like, no way, that's Captain Janeway, <laughs> and she was very good in that. <laughs> I liked it, you know, again, I didn't like, I liked her, right, I liked the whole, like I said, she's my favorite character, my favorite um, captain, but I liked that she progressed, you know, she changed, you know, she had to, the long hair, then she had the, the funky hair, then she cut her hair finally, and she started to loosen up. Um, but she was a hard ass too, you know. And that's she was, yeah. I think she was a good combination of Picard and Kirk. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because she would definitely, she could let loose, have some fun, but then when she needed to, she could drop the hammer. And yeah, and and, and I mean. In the end, she did. She got them home. She got them back to their current time and place. And it was, uh, and see, and that's what I liked about that, as opposed to Next Generation, which was sort of like, well, the show's ending, but we're not really giving you an ending. Like, Voyager ended. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, but the one thing it did do, it kind of like, it kills, I always thought it killed, like, Janeway's future, you know? And, and we see her, yeah, we see her in, we see her in a movie. In the next generation, not next generation. I think we see her in. Um, she's in one of the Star Trek movies. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, the new, the new, the next generation movies where she becomes an admiral and and Picard's still a captain. And I'm thinking, yeah. uh, well, you, you see her now, but she's gonna be she's gonna be back in the future again, dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, I I I like the way it ended. I think it and obviously the original one didn't end really well. Um, it just kind of stopped. They just stopped it. Yeah. yeah, but I thought it was a good ending. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. It was great. It was. It was a great show. I liked it. Like, it's on now, like on BBC America, and I still watch all the episodes. It's actually one of those series that I can watch over and over again and not get like, okay, turn it off. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get that. I get that. And um, would you say that the fact that they had seven of nine that had nothing to do with your love of the show? Well, I do like seven of nine, but again, I watched it beforehand, so I was <laughs> true, true. I was already involved in it. But yeah, that didn't hurt. Trust me, it didn't, didn't hurt to have seven of nine. No, on seven of nine was. Uh, I follow her on Instagram too. She's not known as seven of nine, but she's her name. I... Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, that definitely did help, and I think honestly, you know, that's. At you know, because of the time of the show, I think that's probably why she got added to it. Um, where I think the first two series, the first two series at least, you know, it, it, you know, there was no none of that. Like you know, this was kind of like yeah, the first two series were like we're equal. Da, 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 da. I just I think Voyager because of the time that was in it, it had to get some sex appeal to it. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, Kirk had sex appeal too. I mean, he was bad. <laughs> he was with every like every chick. And again, you know, the one thing about it was they weren't. It wasn't like you know, it was there was no racism. So you know, he's with 
an alien chick who's green and then orange and blue. And so, you know, that was kind of like shocking for the time. Yeah, but, you know, for him, he, he didn't care. And, and, and I did like that when they did the reboots with uh, Chris Pine as, as Kirk. Uh, I like that they referenced that when he was at the Academy and uh, he was with the green alien. Yeah. <laughs> just, who, is, who is like my favorite character of all time, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, that was that was, that was was some great scenes and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think overall, I, I, as much as I love Star Wars, um, <clears throat> I think I think na- I, I think when I was younger, I, I, I thought Star Wars was vastly superior because, you know, there was a lot more action in the Star Wars films than you really saw with Star Trek, you know, Rathacon aside and things like that. I think I appreciate Star Trek a lot more now for the fact that when you really look at it, you know, they they tried to solve problems without just, you know, well, we're going to blow it up. Yeah. You know, they, they, they talk it out, they work it out. There's, you know, politics, there's debating, um, there's really, really good storytelling. And I think I appreciated it a lot more now than I did when I was younger. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they did a lot of social issues in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, not like the pregnancy and those type of things, but, you know, really, you know, again, ultimately, race issues and I thought that you know Rod, like I said Roddenberry is a pioneer when it came to that um, and I think if he was around now the shows that you know happened after him would definitely be different though they were still the same I mean there was a lot of equal obviously equality ran was a common thread throughout their their series you know now in 1960. Six sixty-seven. If you saw a female captain, it would be like, "What the hell's going on?" But you know, yeah, you know. But it, you know, we move forward, and now we have that, and you know, and then you have the African American uh, leader of Deep Space Nine. So he really, and the people that work for him, really kind of, and it's, I guess his sons are involved, whatever else. They really <laughs> ran with that. I think we lost a little bit, but then it came back again. Yeah, I think it really has. And I think, you know, yeah, no matter which ones you look at, you know, the original, next gen, all the way through. I mean, yeah, I think that theme that Gene Roddenberry started of just, you know, let's really do great storytelling about fairness and equality. And and I I really think it rings true really through any of any any one of the ones that you watch, I think it it really kind of rings through there. And you know, I, I mean, I think that's just a great message overall, and I think that might be why Star Trek really kind of resonates with a lot of people. Um, have you ever gone to a convention? Have you ever met like Trekkies or anything? I like have. That? You know, going, <laughs> obviously, uh, going to Steel City Con, I've met plenty of Trekkies. Um, so out there, you know, and we can, I want to talk about this in a minute, but you know, first of all, I've met you know a lot of these. Not a lot, but a, a bunch of these actors from both series. Um, I haven't seen any. Oh, yeah, I did meet uh, Next Generation people. I'm um, not uh, Voyager people. Um, okay. I did. Oh, by the way, before that, I yeah. do like that Worf went from one to the other. I think he's one of the few characters that was there for, you know, both for a long I think he was, if, he, if I'm right, he was on the most 
seasons of any of any of the main characters? I think so because he did he did most of Next Generation and then went over to Deep Space Nine towards the end there. Yeah, I think he then did. came back in the films. Yeah. I think he came back in um, Nemesis. I think. He might have come like they. They kind of made a, a reference to that that he had been away and now he's back. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, in, yeah he was in all the movies. I definitely know that he was definitely in all the movies. But um, but yeah. So anyway, so I met you know I met Michael Dorn, nice guy. You know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have to say the nicest one I met was Jordy LaForge. I mean, when uh, when fat guys went to go see him and you know we mentioned the first thing we mentioned to him wasn't the book it was reading rainbow and and yes and things so at that point in time i mean every time he saw us he was like hey guys giving high fives what's up how you doing hope you're having a good time and we met a couple other times after that um shatner was at one of them and uh we no one saw him um <laughs> wow but, uh, he had the biggest line i mean he really did have like obviously people i think they love him because of who he who he was not who he is like Shatner yes. is a big yes. d bag. Um, now this time around, coming in August, it, and I can't go, uh, is George Takei, who I who I oh wow, I love George Takei. <laughs> I think I like George Takei more from Howard Stern show than I do Star Trek. But uh, needless to say, there's all these characters, a lot of all these people. You know they they've you know they're real humbled by what they. have and I think that a lot of these people, like I know George Takei does, uh, mm-hmm. what that show really meant in the scheme of life, not just in the scheme of geekdom. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, he, if you think about it, you know, George Takei, who played Mr. Sulu, at that time, you know, he was an actor, and I'm sure it was like, well, let's see, uh, you could own a Chinese laundry, you could own a Chinese uh, restaurant, uh, you could be like a very stereotypical villain, mm-hmm. you know, like you're not going to be up front and, and first and foremost. And, you know, I think he's really grateful for the chance that he got to do all that. And, you know, his his character, I mean, Mr. Mr. Stulu is like an icon, oh, pretty absolutely. much. Um and if you watch the reboots, uh, John Cho plays Mr. Sulu, and I think he does a great job as Mr. Sulu. And in the third movie, there's a reference to the fact that that Mr. Sulu, John Cho's Mr. Sulu, is gay. He has a husband. They have a child. And I know there was like a big, there was an uproar about it. And the uproar was really sort of like well, was Mr. Sulu really gay? Like, George Takai is gay, but was Mr. Sulu really gay? And I'm like, does it matter? Who cares? You know, and George Takai was like, you know, I think, it, I said, I think it's nice. It's nice that they did that, and it's it's nice that they fleshed that character out, and they didn't overdo it. And, yeah, I, and I mean, and again, it goes back to what Roddenberry wanted, you know, mm-hmm. equality for everybody. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a, an homage a little bit to Tay. Um, and as you see, you know, obviously, you know, you don't really see it in the first couple of series, obviously, because it's probably more taboo. But like in, in, I don't know if you watch Discovery, um, there's mm. a, there's a few characters that are that are uh, homosexual and mm-hmm. lesbian, whatever else. So there's the new change. Right? You're seeing that now added to, and I think it's on TV a lot more now, obviously, because it's a little bit more. Um, I hate to say it, tolerable. I don't know if that's the right, right. word. But it's it's more, you know, it's 
it is what it, it is what it is, right? So it's more acceptable, I should say, acceptable, not tolerable. That's horrible words well, to say. That. Even even in Next Generation, they did that because you know you had you know Deanna Troy. I mean, she was mixed. You know, mm-hmm. one parent was human, the other parent I won't say because I did a poll question on that. Um, you know, Worf I, had a they're iodine. That's what I think. <laughs> I, put down. I, I mean, Worf. You know, Worf had a son. He had Alexander, who was uh, you know was mixed. Uh, uh, he, he was uh, yeah, and he was and Worf was a um, an adoptive kid. His parents were, were Russian. Correct. You know, so. Correct. Yeah. Fly, you know, again, I can't, you know, how much we could say about how like social, social, and I'll tell you why that's important. Um, mm-hmm. When I was in at, at our favorite place, Kane, I actually did a paper <laughs> on Star Trek in my, one of my uh, sociology classes. Okay. About the societal, um, you had to do something with, in regards to like, TV or something like that to uh, to real life and Star Trek mm-hmm. I did I actually wrote a twenty page paper on it and mm. and I talked to, and I can't even do twenty pages on Star Trek but <laughs> it just kind of flowed as I went because you know um, taking races like the African American was compared to the Klingon or this or that or the other thing and um, and then I didn't really think about it at that point in time as much as I do now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's really a big that. Rod, like I said again, Roddenberry was an innovator. I mean, he he really, really was, and I'm I'm really glad that his basic overall theme of um, of equality really, I think it's still the common theme, <clears throat> you know, with everything that they're doing even now. So it's it's really great to see and. Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe we'll because we've talked a lot about Star Trek. Uh, maybe we'll come back another episode to just talk even more about Star Trek. <laughs> so, yeah. So let me ask you a quick question before we, uh, we roll, roll this thing off. I, we, I guess we both can agree Star Trek is the is the, the starter of geekdom. I mean, I definitely think it is because you know you look at Trekkies, you know, and you talked about it. Like I've. I remember going to when I saw Generations and I went to the theater, there were Trekkies there. Uh, They were passing out flyers, you know, to to join them. Uh, They were interacting with people. Um, I've seen them at some conventions that I've gone to. And, you know, I mean, they're really hardcore, so much so that um, Kirstie Alley, who she played Savick in Wrath of Khan, she says, you know, and of course, Kirstie Alley, you know, she was on Cheers and, you know, all these other like iconic movies and TV shows. Like she says, more Trek fans come up to her and ask her questions about being Savick in one movie than Cheers fans and, and, and whatnot. So they're out there and they're hardcore. I used, to love her. <laughs> I used to love her, too. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, just like Star Wars, they have like Star Wars has the garrison group. And then, yes. then there's a rod and I think they're called well they're they're there's another group like they're Starfleet something or other for, mm-hmm. for the um for the uh Star Trek. Do you think if Star Wars had T V shows before like the movies, you think it'd be as big? I don't know. I don't know, because to me it's it's I think it needed to start with a movie when it did. Like, if they tried to do that through a TV show, I don't know. It, it probably would have gone the way 
the original series did where I don't think people really would have gotten it as much. I, I think it needed to be told as a film and, you know, and I think Gene Roddenberry had a great idea. It was just way ahead of its time, but that small loyal base kept it alive that they were able to make the movies and flesh everything out. And, and here we are. All right. So here's, here's the, <clears throat> the final question. Cause we, I know we got to move on. You got to leave. Um, Battlestar Galactica or Star Trek? I Star Trek. I mean Star Trek. I mean Battlestar Galactica. That first season was was phenomenal, and then that was it. It just it just disappeared. They brought them to Earth, and it was really really silly. Uh, there was a lot of potential for that. I never watched the reboot of that on. Oh, Sci-Fi the reboot's Channel. awesome. You gotta watch. I can. <laughs> and that's what I hear. Yeah, <laughs> and that's awesome. what I hear. Uh, maybe one day. I mean, there's so much stuff to watch. I think. But... Ba- I think mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica is the middle ground for Star Wars and for Star Trek. I mean, I think so. Like I said, I watched, you know, back in 79 or 80 when it first came out, I watched it and it was, it it had a great story to it. Uh, You know, the characters, Apollo and Starbuck and uh, yeah, I mean, it it was just a very, it it was well-written. It mixed action in very well, but it also tried that Star Trek notion of kind of of the equality and uh you know maybe before we blow this up let's try to talk it out first thing and i i mean i think it had a lot of potential absolutely absolutely um so like i said earlier i hit instagram uh earlier this week i threw out some polls but one of the things i did is i asked some people or i just asked anybody you know if they can kind of share some sort of memories or anything like that and a couple people chimed in so i want to give them a shout out read what they said <clears throat> so last night uh and that's k-n-y-g-h-t uh he said not sure if this fits what you're looking for however i had the opportunity to meet gates mcfadden at ny comic-con he's very lucky to have done that um and i've been crushing on her for years when i eventually got up to meet her she spent the whole time talking to my son who was in second grade at the time after we were done, John said, and that's his son, John said, she was nice. Who was she again? I wanted to punch him. Um, I followed it up. I, I messaged him. I said, well, like, were either one of you guys, like, you know, were you Trekkies or anything like that? And uh, last night basically said, nah, I just found Gates McFadden hot, which I was like, I totally agree with you. Um, oh, yeah. She also- was definitely in, in person, too. She still definitely looks really good. Um, all right, so quick question. Dr. Crusher or Deanna Troy? Oh, Troy, Troy. 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 Yes, okay, thank you. All right, all right. Nothing against Dr. Seven or Crusher. nine or Troy, how's that sound? Oh, ooh, I don't know. You know, that's that's tougher. That's tougher. I'm still going to go with Troy. Okay. <laughs> um, Geeks Unite Cafe. Uh, George the also- Crusher. <laughs> Uh, Geeks Unite Cafe said, I think my two Star Trek moments are all the Saturdays I sat in front of the TV with my mom to watch all the original shows. And when I got to hear and see John DeLancey, dude doesn't need to act, he is Q. So she, at a con, got to meet the actor who played Q. Um, I think that's pretty cool. So I threw some polls up there. First one I asked, original, next generation, what's your favorite? What do you think? What do you think the... uh, who, who, who do you think was the big winner there? I think Next Generation did, but I liked original. <laughs> yeah, Next Generation did, and it was almost like a 60-40 split. Like, it was it was pretty close. And as the poll was going on, uh, it was like Next Gen had 100%, and original started chipping away. But it came out to almost like a 60-40 split. Okay. Uh, second question, I said, settle the debate. Kirk or Picard? So 
We both chose Picard. What do you think the people picked? Uh, Picard. Yeah, Picard won. It was like again, it was it was it actually really wasn't that close. You know, it was like a it was, it was about a seventy thirty. It was Kirk Spock, right? I mean Kirk uh Picard. Kirk Picard, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of that and I and I'll be honest, I think a lot of people picked that because they don't like they don't like Shatner. I mean, I again I I'm picking it based on a couple of things. I think like if you really look at it, you know, he, Picard was a captain, you know, Kirk was like a Han Solo before there was a Han Solo. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, Sir Patrick Stewart, I mean, come on, guy's a phenomenal actor. And he's getting, <laughs> and he's getting a series back too. Yes, he is. I cannot wait for that. I saw the, the, the trailer for it. I cannot wait. Uh, next question. So I started comparing, um, sort of like characters who I thought were similar from the original and next gen. So I said, uh, who do you think, Mr. Spock or Mr. Data? So, well, who would you choose in that? Like, who would you kind of rather have as your science officer? <laughs> God, I'm trying to think. Cause I, did I pick Spock? I think I picked Spock. No, I might okay. pick Data. I think I might have picked Data. But I do like Spock. Those two are hard. That's a very hard pick. It's a hard pick, but believe it or not, he won out 90%, Mr. Spock. Um I, I think is he the most I mean, iconic of all the characters? I think he is. I yeah. really, really think he is. And did you? What did you think in the reboot with the two Spocks, with like the original Spock and the the younger Spock? Like, what did you think of that? I thought it was a great moment. I really thought mm -hmm. it was good. I mean, I like that. This again, it's the Calvin timeline or whatever the heck it's called or now whatever. Right. But I thought it was. I thought it was good. I mean, I, again, I like those movies. But I thought, you know, having him in that movie was one, A, like a, uh, you know, an homage to him. But I also think it was like, it was passing of the torch type of thing. But I thought it was a great, great moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really did enjoy it. And when the third movie rolled around and Leonard Nimoy had passed away, <clears throat> excuse me, there was the scene where um, some of the Vulcans come to young Mr. Spock, played by Zachary Quinto, uh, and they just basically said, like, you know, we need to speak with you. And we never hear what they say, but they basically are delivering the news that Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock, he had passed away. And uh, I thought that was really like and I thought that was a, like a nice send off for Leonard Nimoy. And I think I think he's probably like if you if you look at Star Trek as a whole, I think if you say the word Star Trek, I think Mr. Spock is is the 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 character people picture first i think yeah absolutely i say bones because he's the funniest drunk oh yeah because that's the next question there is yeah who, who, who do you want in sick bay bones or crusher yeah and and, and people pick but like bone i mean look dr crusher i mean i would love to go to sick bay and see dr crusher there. that's right don't get me wrong but i mean you know damn it jim i'm a doctor <laughs> that's right I'm a doctor, one, not an astronaut, or whatever. You're an astronaut, dumbass. You're in space. <laughs> well, one of my favorites was in um, was again in Voyage Home when uh, Chekhov was injured, and they rushed to the hospital to save him. And you know, he's looking at like our modern medicine, and he's like barbarians. <laughs> you know, it was great. Um, so I said, "Who's going to fix that warp drive, Mister Scott or Mister LaForge?" <laughs> Uh, I think Scott. Well, again, I don't. I like Scotty. I like him both. I love Scotty. I like him both. <laughs> it's hard. But Scotty it was is, it Scotty was funnier. Yeah. Yeah, and Scotty won, and and I got I gave Mr. Scott my vote because I mean, 
and I love the character of Jordy LaForge. I thought he was great. LeVar Burton is a great actor, but Mr. Scott was just so much fun. I love the episode where Mr. Scott, uh, we see him at the beginning of the episode, like he's going to like a retirement planet basically, and something happens to the ship and he basically locks himself in the transporter and he kind of like sets it on a constant loop and the next generation crew find him and rescue him. So he's interacting with them and he's, there's like a scene where he's with Mr. LaForge, excuse me. And like Captain Picard is like, uh, Mr. LaForge, uh, when are you going to give me those diagnostics on, you know, the warp cord? He's like, uh, you know, in an hour, sir. And he's like, why did you say that? And he's like, because it's going to take me an hour to do it. And he goes, listen, if you want to be a miracle worker, you got to tell him three hours and then give it to him in one. You'll look impressive. And I was like, there you go, Mr. Scott. <laughs> uh, so then I said, who's going to keep the Enterprise safe? Check off or Worf? Worf. <laughs> Worf, yeah. I mean, he won. It was almost unanimous. I mean, again, I love the character of Chekhov, but I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, a Klingon. Klingon is head of security. Come That's on. Right. <laughs> and I love the episode in Deep Space Nine when they go back and it's triple trouble when they go back mm-hmm. and and they they combine the Next Generation. I mean, uh, Deep Space Nine with the old original series. And, right. And there's that that scene where the Klingons. And they they turn the they turn uh, to Warf and like Klingons. He's like, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, so then I kind of said, you know, who was the bigger nemesis, Khan or Q? I think Khan. I think I think Khan. I think Khan probably won. But Q turns yeah. out to be like a nice guy at the end of it, right? He's 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 an antihero. He's like Venom. How's that sound? Yeah, he, he almost was. I mean, it was pretty interesting because, I mean, and Khan did win. And I think out of the two, I mean, I think Khan was the much better nemesis. But, like, he, he was the type of character I felt like, okay, how many times are you going to do this? Like, he shows up and he's like, oh, let me do something wacky here, you know? And when he wanted to become human and then he was kicked out of the Q continuum and everything. That was it was some good stuff because yeah, and he and he, he crosses three three shows. Yes. So, you know, and I think in Voyagers where he kind of like really turns good good. Yeah, and and, and like I said, and I, and I mean, you know, John Delancey who's the, the actor that played him, I think he did a he did a great job. Um and again, yeah, the fact that they didn't make that character ridiculous and just keep the silliness going and made it a little more serious. I did like that. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I think I have, I got a couple more. So then I said, <laughs> cause this was like, this was like a question. Like did Wesley belong on the bridge? Uh, did Wesley belong on the bridge so soon? Um, I say no. Most people said no. Like I just, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> I think I said no. I don't know. I put like some of those, I actually answered funny things, but uh, yeah, I, I thought he was, Again, I think it was just a way to get like the kids involved. <laughs> yeah, I just like let's I get said, the cute kid from Stand by Me in here. Put him, put him in the ship. <laughs> I mean, because in the beginning, I mean, he was whiny, and I mean, there was the I, there was the one episode where he starts whining, and Picard just goes, "Shut up, Wesley." I was like, <laughs> I I love that. I loved it. I was like, yes, that's and, why and, you're my favorite captain. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and they never showed any other kids. I mean, for the most part. So, you know, I think that's where they kind of missed out, too. But anyway, yeah. I, like I said, we talked about this before. I want to make a movie or a TV show with, like, 
where the after effects, like you know, in Beverly Hills Cop, in that first scene where they're driving all over this, all over the place and they're destroying mm-hmm. cars. I want to make a movie where the guy comes out and says, "What happened to my car?" He's got to call insurance <laughs> and stuff like. I guess it's probably not as as fun as the original movie, but you know, no. <laughs> Like the what happened? Like the behind the scene or the after effects of blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, true. So the 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 last one. Hey, I don't asked, be too excited about that. Okay, stop it now. <laughs> hey, 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 look! If if you sell it and you make millions, God bless you. <laughs> well, you know, like in Back to the Future, when he goes back to the future, mm-hmm. you know what happens? Is everybody's like, where to go? I mean, what, what's the storyline there? Yeah, you know, actually, you know what? With back, to the, I, often, I often wondered about that. Uh, the first movie, like when when Calvin Klein leaves, you know, Monday morning at school, like weren't the kids like, hey, hey where where'd Calvin go? <laughs> exactly. Like he left, he just disappeared all of a sudden. Yeah, and, he just disappeared. Yeah. Like, Twenty years later, there's like a Calvin Klein commercial on. Oh wait, there he is. <laughs> all right, and that's the other thing I always wondered is okay. Oh, we got is, way is, off the tracks now. <laughs> no, because this this has always bothered me, and I've never gotten an explanation. Okay, so they see Marty, you know, when they hook up and everything, and they see Marty, and then in the future, you know, in 1985. They're not like, wait a minute, you're, you're that kid from the dance and That's you right. played Johnny to be good. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like explain all, that one, they're, Doc. They're all stupid. It's like they just like they have no clue. All right. I mean, even even the Marty. That's a nice name. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> exactly. Unbelievable. Anyway, sorry. Great film, though. Great series. Love it. Yes. Um, last question I asked is I put up a picture of the original Enterprise and the next generation Enterprise. For you, like, like I'm going to guess you picked the newer one because that's kind of where you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and it was actually, it was like, again, it was like a 60-40 split. Most well, people... No, no, I did pick the original. You know why? Because I like that the technology you know like again i'm really stuck in the 60s which i was never even born in but all the tv shows that i like are in the 60s so i guess probably that that's the one the one just the one thing that we have problems with with star trek and a lot of these trekkies do is because <clears throat> when they go back and t- when they start the enterprise again when they do enterprise with uh with sam beckett mm-hmm. um, That'd be awesome if it was Sam Beckett doing the oh, Enterprise. Leaping around. <laughs> um, you know, that the technology is crazy. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's it's technology. What are you going to do? Anyway, sorry again. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I remember when Next Generation started up and I saw that Enterprise. I was kind of like, what the heck? But... I mean, I, I, I think I like that one. I liked it when you they first revealed the fact that the saucer section could separate. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what now? <laughs> that was pretty cool. Well, let me tell you something. Picard had some good insurance because he blew up that ship like six times. Okay. So <laughs> not only that, my other, my other thing was is when you look at Kirk, he was a captain. He became an admiral. He screwed up. They made him a captain again. Then they made him an admiral. Then they kicked him back to captain. I'm like, where are the rules and regulations? That's right. When's this, <laughs> when's this guy getting thrown out, you know? <laughs> so one last question I did ask, and nobody got it right. I asked, what is the Riker maneuver? Now, do you know what the Riker maneuver is? Yeah, hit on Troy. 
That's what everybody. That's what a lot of people said. Hit on Troy. Uh, some people messaged me and said it's actually the Picard maneuver, and the Picard maneuver was. It was in one of the episodes where he, when he was, he wasn't a captain yet, but he developed a, a battle technique to warp a short distance so the enemy couldn't lock on you. The Riker maneuver, and you can go to YouTube and type it in, and you'll see what it is. So. Jonathan Franks, who played... That's right, uh, two chicks at one time. <laughs> no. So Jonathan Franks, who played uh, uh, Commander Riker, is like nine feet tall, basically. I mean, he's, he's a tall dude. Anytime he would take a seat, so if he would go into, like, Picard's little study there, you'll see him walk in, walk over to the chair, and just step over and take a seat. And when he gets up, it's the same thing. He stands up, just lifts his legs, steps right over, and they call... That. And they call it the Riker maneuver. And they said any time throughout that series, when he would come in and take a seat somewhere or get up out of a seat, he just steps over it because he's like, he, I think he's like six five or something like that. I just, <laughs> well, I met, I met him too. Well, we saw him at Steel City, and he's he's a mm. tall dude. Um, yeah, well, I never noticed that. So he, when he walks into the uh, the ready room. Yeah, if he goes, if you ever see, like, if he goes into the ready room or if he goes into, I forget what the bar was called. Oh, and he, uh, he takes, uh, shoot, I can't remember. Now you're going to make me think about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway. Oh, four, ten, ten forward. forward. Forward, ten. Ten forward. Ten forward, that's right. Yep. Uh, yeah, whenever it's like he takes a seat like that, he just walks up to it and he just, like, steps over it and sits down. Like, he doesn't go to the front and sit down. Like, if, if you, like I said, if you go to YouTube and put in Riker Maneuver, you'll, you'll see it, so. Everybody <laughs> is shorter than he is on the show, huh? <laughs> Pretty much, and, you know, the chairs were really short and, you know... He said it, and like people, like they asked him about it. They were like, "Did you do that purposely?" And he was like, "It was just easier." Uh, like he's like, "I literally could just take a step and take a seat. It was easy." Well, you know, Picard has <laughs> got mental power, so so I don't know what he's talking. About. <laughs> Picard, man, he's the best. <laughs> so, All righty. Uh, well, we talked a lot about Star Trek, obviously today, you did. Um, and Back to the Future, and Back to the Future. Yeah, we got we got some holes in that thing. Uh, Again, I don't even want to get into it because I'll start on another tangent. But um, so I know that the, the Star Wars people are out there listening saying, oh, they're better. I, I think they're both pretty equal, to be honest with you. They have their both their strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, Star Wars, you know, most of their TV shows are are um, cartoon. But now they're, the Mandarin's coming out. Is that what it's called? The Mandalorian? Uh, the Mandalorian is coming to the new streaming service. All right, I'm going to say this because, you know, if somebody were to ask me Star, Star Wars, Star Trek, I'm always going to say Star Wars. But I'll say this. For me, I think Star Wars started off phenomenal. And over the years with other people kind of messing around with it and whatnot, I think the quality of it has gone down. Now, I've said it before and I'll still say it. I did love The Last Jedi. But... If you look at Star Trek, it started off with a dinky show that nobody understood. And I think it's really blossomed into something that's absolutely amazing. And so if there are fellow Star Wars fans out there like me that are like, you know, you can't can't love them both. No, you can love them both. You really can. I I really think you can. Well, yeah, I kind of like them both. I mean, I do like them both. You know, I Mm -hmm. just think if you had to sit down because I think there's 10 Star Trek movies and nine Star Wars movies or ten no there's eleven Star Wars movies actually. So mm-hmm. they're pretty equal. I mean, if you looked at it as a whole, you would say Star Wars is the better movies. I mean I think I think because I have a big nostalgia factor with Star Wars, 
excuse me. Um, and and I, I just love that original story with, you know, Luke and, and Han and Leia and, and Lando and, and Vader and, you know, and I love that universe. I really love that universe with Jedi and the Force. But, I mean, I think, like I said, you know, looking at Star Trek now and looking at, you know, how they bring up, you know, social issues and, and issues of race and gender and they do it in a really positive way and they kind of show instead of just like, look, a sci-fi film doesn't have to be blowing up spaceships every five minutes. Like we could tell really good stories here. And I think that's why I really appreciate Star Trek. Do we, yeah, we, I know you and I did a, uh, a villains thing. I mean, Vader's <clears throat> better than Khan, right? I mean, I think Vader's probably one of the best villains out there hands down really just you know yeah i mean it's and and they and they tell his story in a few ways you know you get the how he started and then Mm -hmm. we learn about him you know as this and then he even comes up in the the nine the next three movies which is you know so all right well yeah so you know if you guys are star trek fans or star wars fans we all can live together it's a big nice world we can all be happy with each other (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, make sure you guys uh, you're checking us out on Instagram. That's where we start. Yes. we'll start with the Instagram at Enter the Nerd Zone, where Jay has done a great job with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, the polls and those type of things. And you'll be more polls coming out. Absolutely. Uh, okay, that did not sound right, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so, but look look there for our content. Um, Maybe, mm-hmm. And you can follow me at SOKeefe37 as well. And I usually just copy and paste what uh, Jay puts on <laughs> just to get to a little bit wider of an audience as well. Um, you can find us on Anchor, mm-hmm. iTunes, yes, Google Play. And they all have quality features now. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Anchor does give you that ability no matter where you hear us and really anywhere you find a podcast you'll find us but we do have that call-in feature uh send send us a message on instagram i monitor it all the time so you know send us a message let us know what you think uh hey don't forget we got a lot of friends of the show that you should check out um Let's see. Check out if you are in Central Jersey yep. and you're in the Milltown area, head over to Main Street Comics. They're on Instagram at Main Street Comics, uh, at Kirby Comics Store. That's Kirby Comics. And it's, is it, I always get it. Is it York or Hanover? PA? That's a ha- Hanover PA. Yep. Yeah. Hanover PA. And that's uh, Matt. And Matt. Matt is a friend of the show. Uh, he talked comics with us, he talked wrestling with us. He's a former professional wrestler. Um, I've never been to a store. I know you've been there. It sounds like a great place to go. One day you will. One day you'll come out here. Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, your your partner in crime over there, uh, from conversations with Jason and Pete, uh, he's, my he's, other he's, my other Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does he does you and stomach. Which uh, if you head over to YouTube and you uh, search for you and stomach e w e n apostrophe s, uh, he's doing all those food challenges, and he's like. He's like, yeah, I got a bologna and olive sandwich waiting. And I'm like, you you can keep it waiting. That's fine. <laughs> he just, he, uh, uh, just to give him a cheap plug, he just did a 30-second uh, a clip, 37-second clip on uh, on Instagram. And it was an homage to me. Uh, I actually challenged him on a sandwich. But uh, this is just a prelude to the sandwich. Uh, so I'll say that at that point. But you got to go watch it. It is interesting. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, definitely check out his YouTube channel. That's uh, You and Stomach uh, on YouTube. And if you're out in Anaheim, California, the Lag Bar, definitely check that out. Great bar, great food, lots of gaming stuff. So if you love gaming and you love to eat and drink, head out there. Yeah, and a special thanks to uh, the night guy. What's his? What was his thing? What was his name? Oh, la- oh, last night. Last night uh, mm-hmm. for his comments, and of course. Uh, uh, Geek United, Ellen, thank you so much. Uh, she's a big, she's a big. I know she's definitely got a bigger part in the Nerd and Me show, but she's uh, a good friend of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we we get to meet her in uh, Steel City, and yep. if you like board games and those type of things, um, definitely check her out. And she's on Instagram as well. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. Also, so yep. So yep. make sure you check it out. Make sure you check it out, Jay's uh, stuff. Uh, you don't need to know. I know you're doing the J and J show at this point in time. <laughs> um, you know, doing uh, uh, matchups, right? Like it's uh, yeah, we're doing some matchups and stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll probably get together soon, do another one. Uh, I talk a lot of movies over there, uh, martial arts, film, really anything. Just you know, whatever thought pops into my head that day. I'm like, oh. Let me podcast about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a, uh, a a matchup that you need to do: Harry Potter versus Yoda. Okay, yeah, that one's not happening. <laughs> That's not nice. All right, so anyway, so just check us all out. Make sure you check out the Brothers in Armchairs. Um, you nerd at me. Uh, everything you nerd at me. All the other ones that we mentioned: Fat Guys and Little Coats, um, mm-hmm. which will be back soon. We've been on a long hiatus because of things going on, but we shall be back soon. So. Ooh. Thanks again, Jason. Thank yes, sir. You. No, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Oh, Jason. No, no I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I, got to, I have to say I do apologize to both Jay and Jason because I do call them both at the same time. Uh, you know, I know you, Jay, but I like I like to call you Jason sometimes too. So I I, I love you both. Um, <clears throat> so same bat time. Same bat channel. Batman, beam me up. <laughs> Whoa, that's Mr. Scotty's job. <laughs> hey, not anymore. <laughs> oh, Spaceballs. Beat me up. He beat me last night. Okay, anyway, we out. <laughs> <laughs>